to the I to the N to the G. Lingling, <laughs> you forgot your bling bling. You don't show love and support in public. You might as well just ask me to take off my top and shake my tatas. Welcome to the good, the bad, and the sequel Q and A. My name's Doug. So the next sequel that we're going to be reviewing is RoboCop Three. This is a sequel that maybe you'll look back and say, "Oh, RoboCop Three. But the cast of this movie legendary. You have Nancy Allen back, Rip Torn, Stephen Root, Bradley Whitford. You even have a young Jeff Garland, Shane Black, and so many more. And of course, you have this week's guest. Actress Jodie Long, who has a small role in this movie, Nico's mom. She has a lot to tell about her experience from RoboCop 3. And then also she recently won a daytime Emmy for her outstanding supporting actress in a daytime fiction program for her role on Netflix's Dash and Lily. So congrats, Jodie. And congrats to all of you because I almost lost this interview and it's so good. This is one of the first interviews I ever did way back in wow like spring of 2019 and she was so nice to be able to take the time to chat with me so that's why i was so disappointed when my laptop broke and it was gone forever or was it two months ago found that laptop said you know what let me plug it in and boom there's a few other interviews that will come out in the next few months so i'm really happy that i was able to save but jody's is so great we talked about obviously robocop 3 she even gave me some education on you know, Asian representation in cinema because she's been in Hollywood for a while. So she's really seen it all striking distance. She has a really cool role in that movie. The the Bruce Willis, when he's the river cop in Pittsburgh, she has a really great story about having to reshoot a scene. She's the scene stealing role in the hot chick. She plays Ling Ling's mom and just so much more. Heck, she even has a story about judge Judy Man, this is a great interview. So what I'll do is in the notes, I'll put, Jody's Instagram so you can give her a follow and other other social media and her IMDb links. And do me a favor, if you're new here, welcome. Great to see you. If you're back, is that a new cologne? It smells great. <laughs> but without further ado, here is actress Jody Long. Hi, how are you? Great, great. Thanks so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. And no problem. Yeah, so what I like to do is be able to find out, you know, what got you into, you know, where you're at and your career and the great things you've done over the years. <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me about RoboCop <laughs> 3. <laughs> oh, no, I definitely will, but there's a lot more that you've done besides that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so where does your story begin? Where Where did you grow up? Oh my goodness. I grew up in uh, New York City. I'm a New York City girl. I was born in Manhattan. And then my parents, I don't know, at some point, I don't know when, probably when I was about one or two, um, they moved out to Queens, to um, Woodside. And um, my parents, I don't know if you know this, but they were vaudevillian. Oh no, I didn't know that. Yeah, they were showbiz, you know, they... they, sort of did, well, in those days, it was like the nightclubs and like the palace. And they actually played the Ed Sullivan show long before I was born. And um, anyway, yeah, they had a variety act that they kind of traveled around with. And I traveled with them until I was about five when I went to kindergarten and in Queens. (laughs) Where are some of the places that you traveled to? Just around the States or the? 
Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, they played kind of in and around the tri-state area. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, because it was, you know, television was, you know, in those days, television, maybe one person had it on the block and everybody yeah. went to t- the TV set there. So people really went to nightclubs and, um, and watched variety shows. That was entertainment in those days. So there was a big thing. So they did that. They played, uh, sometimes they were in the Borscht Belt. And then there was also, there was a nightclub in New York called the China Doll, where, where they played. It was, you know, focused sort of on Asian themes, even though it was not run by Asian people. And, uh, and then there was a whole group of nightclubs in San Francisco, which was later called the Chop Suey Circuit. And that really was uh, most, not all of them, but a lot of them were owned by Asians. And there were um, nightclubs for Asian and non-Asian, you know, sort of famous people to go and get this sort of exotic nightclub flavor and and um, and acts. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, my parents had a variety acts, so they did. They sang and they danced, and my father did impressions. You know, in those days, that's what people did, and and then they also did jokes. So you know, comedy. So were you able to watch their acts? Did they do it late at night or were you able to? Yeah, yeah. I watched their acts. I mean, I don't really remember. Oh, I'm sure you um, I was a kid. But I was, in, I was about four when they played in San Francisco, which was a really big nightclub. So I remember that very clearly, you know, backstage, the dressing rooms, you know, that I do remember. So it was fun, you know, and then I – before I went to school, so I was there all night until they came home at like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> when did you start like dancing and performing or anything like that? Well, I, I pretty much, you know, my dad taught me to tap dance when I was a kid, and then I did my first Broadway show when I was seven. That was uh, directed, and it was only because my father's agent went they're looking for a bunch of you know Asian kids to sing and dance in this new Broadway show that Sidney Lumet actually directed. So I got the job. And so there I was on Broadway doing a, uh, a Broadway musical at the age of seven. At the age of seven, <laughs> at seven, I was running around picking up dandelions and chasing butter, butterflies playing baseball. <laughs> Well, I was I was picking up dandelions and running after butterflies too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but just that night you were on Broadway. That's so neat. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it didn't last that long. The show, um, we went on the road to Philadelphia. I think we were there for a month or two. And, and then I came in and I, we, you know, previews in those days. Shows used to preview for about a month or three weeks. And, uh, and then we opened to terrible reviews. So um, <laughs> we closed right away. <laughs> well, that's great. And then when did, so you did that. Did you continue doing that, like, through school? No, I, uh, my mother said I had to not do that. And, uh, you know, I had to go to school. So I did. And um, I did, I think one summer I went on the road with my dad. I did flower drum song. I, I mean, I, I, I do, I did do that. I'm not making it up. Like I yeah. remember <laughs> that. And, um, and then it was when I went to high school, cause I was growing, growing up in New York city, I decided to audition for the high school of performing arts you know fame that television show or movie yeah. fame 
And so I got into that. And so it was there that I actually decided that I wanted to be a real actress, <laughs> much to my mother's dismay. <laughs> and did you go to school for theater or acting? Yeah, yeah. Well, performing arts high school, was uh, I was there for in, uh, in the acting drama department. Oh, wow. Okay. I studied acting in high school. I mean, we had, we had um, academic subjects usually in the morning. It, it depended on what grade you were in, but, you know, they sort of flipped it. So sometimes you just did academics in the morning and then you did theater in the afternoon or, you know, depending, uh, sometimes you did it the other way around. So, um, so I had full on, you know, Stanislavski actor studio kind of training when I was in high school. Wow. <laughs> so what year is that about? I think I graduated high school in 1972. Oh, okay. Now, the reason I ask is because on there, I don't know, I'm sure you were in stuff before this because IMDb is never right, but on here, they oh, have, that's true. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. true. <laughs> so you can correct me when I say this wrong, but it has your first credit as, in the TV movie Nurse as Gail. Yeah, um, that's correct. Oh, well, I, okay. I'm thinking, is that, was that really my first credit? Actually, that was, that's wrong. Actually, okay. I'm, I'm pulling, I'm pulling up my own IMDb page <laughs> just to see this because I don't know anymore. I'm looking, let's see. I guess rollover, I guess, you know, I think I did rollover first. We shot it first, oh, but okay. I guess they came out backwards. I mean, you know, I mean, rollover was released after I shot nurse, but um, um, I did another show, which is not on here. And um, I guess it's because I didn't become a Screen Actors Guild yet. You know, I was still in college oh, and um, I was in this thing called Jade Snow and it was for uh, for PBS or it was it wasn't really PBS, but it was like a movie about this book, uh, Jade Snow. And James Hong, I don't know if you know him, he's in every movie, you know, he's been in all the movies. He played my father in that movie. He is in, I'm, I just looked him up. He is in every movie. He is in every movie. Yeah. And, and yeah, so um, that was my first job. It was because, you know, I was in high, I was in college and I was like, oh, do I really want to spend this much money on getting into SAG? It was SAG then, right? Yeah. And I decided to just take my chances and wait for the next job that I got. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure that's why it's not up there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so Rollover, I've never seen mm -hmm. it before, but that has a pretty, it's a pretty good cast. Did you have any scenes with Jane Fonda yeah. or Chris Christopherson? All my scenes were with Chris. All my scenes were, he played my boss. Uh, I didn't have any scenes with Jane, but she was one of the producers on it. And, you know, I was completely starstruck when I met her <laughs> and she was so sweet to me. Really. I mean, that was my first movie ever. I mean, like, you know, movie. I was like, I got a movie. Actually, I did another movie before that, now that I'm thinking about it. And I, I got cut out of it before it got filmed. And it was called, oh my God, you will know it because I just got to remember the name of the movie. It starred Bill Hurt and Sigourney Weaver. And James Woods was in it. Everybody was in it. I mean, Morgan Freeman was in it. I was supposed to be in it. It was called Eyewitness. 
I actually was cast in that movie. Oh, wow. Okay. And Peter Yates, uh, who had done um, that movie, Breaking Away, which was an amazing movie. He was the director. And my scene was with Bill Hurt. And I would play the wife of this other guy who he had been in the Vietnam War with or something. And anyway, we rehearsed it. I went to the first table read. I mean, it was like amazing. And then Sigourney uh, Weaver knew a friend of mine, and she called her one day and said, I think Jody's character got cut out of the script. Wow. <laughs> I was like, what? What? It's my first movie. So that was my first movie that I didn't <laughs> shoot. And I didn't shoot. So, yes. So I was thrilled when I got onto Rollover, and I was on that film for like four weeks. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and all my scenes were with Chris. As my boss, it was a great cast, actually. I learned a lot, you know? Yeah. (laughs) What is it like, like, the first time? So you grew up with, you know, with your parents doing shows. So you were kind of not numb to it. It's still a big moment. But do you remember just being like, wow, I am, like... I've arrived. I've arrived, sort of, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, you know, my father always kind of used to say to me, he just couldn't believe, like, the first time I had an audition which was for Nowhere to Go But Up, the, the, the uh, musical that Sidney Lamette directed. He was like, you do your first audition, you get the job, and you're on Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I guess that's the way it's supposed to go. You know? Yeah. I mean, it hasn't always been like that in my life. So, But, it, you know, when you're that young, you don't know any better. And, yeah, I guess, I mean, it was a big deal. I just give a little disclaimer right before I got rollover, I was doing another Broadway play as an adult, my first as an adult and uh, with Kevin Klein. And so I had done that for a year on Broadway and then I got off of that. And then I went into this movie. How was working with him? Oh, he's fantastic. You know, I learned, I mean, I, I really do say I learned so much, probably almost everything I know about, doing comedy in part from Kevin. You know, I worked with him for a year on that show and we had a very funny scene. It was a, it was a, it was a drama, but it had a lot of funny moments in it. And um, we had a scene uh, right before the end of the first act and, and we would get these laughs and we would come out off and talk about it. Like at intermission. Like, oh, what do you think about that? And, and I think you should say that faster. Or they didn't hear you there. Or you need to say that louder or whatever, you know. So it was, uh, and I was like the youngest. I had just really, I had only been out of college for like a year or so. And so, you know, I was like the greenest person in the cast. So Kevin was so, it was great. It was really great. It was really a great education. I've been very lucky. I mean, my father would say that he taught me everything uh, I know about comedy, (laughs) (laughs) being a comedy guy. But, you know, in part, it was my dad. But uh, I think a lot of it was what I learned from Kevin in the moment, you know, on stage. And then, of course, you know, watching uh, I Love Lucy reruns as a kid. I mean, she's still my favorite. (laughs) Lucille Ball. Yeah, those shows stand up, like even watching some old like Mary Tyler Moore, like those era, mm-hmm. the comedy timing of Dick Van Dyke, all of those yeah. shows just still just still work today. Yeah, exactly. You know, so um, anyway, so that's kind of, uh, yeah, the deal with that. But yeah, you 
you think, wow, I've, I've, I've arrived. I'm doing a mo major motion picture here with Jane Fonda. You know, I didn't really know who Chris Christopherson was at the time because I wasn't, you know, I was like, yeah. is he an actor? Is he an actor? <laughs> so, uh, but he was great too. So, it, you know, it was, um, it was quite an education for a young actress. Now for the rest of the eighties, you had some, some small parts in movies. Yeah, I, I played a lot of uh, newscasters. <laughs> I'm being serious. I know. I see. It. So it started in the the first one I see on here is Splash, and then there's a lot of other ones that you do. I know. You know, there was it was like, oh God, you know, how many? I think at one point I just was like, can I? I don't want to do this anymore. I was like, I can't play another newscaster. I played a lot of newscasters. They may not be listed on IMDb as newscasters, yeah. but but they were like Wendy Wong and Amos and Andrew. I was a newscaster. That was a bigger part, but I was still a newscaster. <laughs> Is it like you do it once and they see it on your on your resume or your reel, and they're like, okay? No, you know what I think it really was was in those days, and probably anybody's listening to your podcast now won't even know who I'm talking about, but Connie Chung was really big. She was oh, like yeah. the Diane Sawyer, you know, or whoever is, you know, big now. And um, I I think people would just say, oh, we need, uh, oh, well, let's get somebody who's Asian because of Connie Chung. And when I went to college, my father had told me at one point, he said, you know, if you're really smart, you should become a newscaster. You should become a journalist and then go into newscasting because that's where the money is. That's what he told me. Really? <laughs> and I was like, Dad, I'm an actress. <laughs> I, I don't want to be writing copy and, you know, standing there with my, you know, my hair done. And I don't know. That just seemed like antithetical to who I was. So I didn't do it. And I would have made a lot of money if I had. And I sure did play a lot of newscasters. <laughs> <laughs> and then you did play a lot of judges too. Oh God. Yeah. There was that period of judges. Yes. You know, I played lots of newscasters and judges and Korean mothers. <laughs> <laughs> and on here it has, this is like going forward a little bit, but since we're on the topic of judges, you were you on Judge Judy? <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> that was not as an actress, though. That was no, as me. That was on a real case? That was on a real case. It was my case, actually. And I had literally, I had gotten bitten by a dog in a dog park. Like he had gone after my dog and the dog, um, my dog was on the leash. His, the dog wasn't. And the dog went after my dog and um, they got into a scuffle and the dog came around, didn't stop attacking my dog and bit me. Oh, wow. Me and I was down and I, you know, I had to take me to the hospital. I mean, he bit the back of my like he, his whole head, he was a Rottweiler and he had completely put his head around my kneecap Ugh. and punctured the back of my knee uh, underneath, you know, the soft part. And I was really lucky that he didn't puncture whatever it was. The doctor was like, oh my God, you know, if he had just punctured you just slightly to the left of this, it would have been a disaster. So I was lucky, but the guy didn't, 
the dog was never, he wouldn't give me the rabies shot. And I was like, what? Just show me that the dog has been, you know, vaccinated. And it was so bad. Anyway, so I filed a, a complaint, uh, a suit against him, you know, sort of, you know, whatever you do. Yeah. And then I had been talking to a friend who was sort of joking around with me about something. And um, he, I get a call one day and they're like, this is Jody Long. Uh, we saw this um, a suit that you have for a dog bite and blah, blah, blah. And uh, we'd like to know if you want to be on Judge Judy. <laughs> and I thought it was my friend, like, playing a joke. Like, I was like, oh. I was like, Paul, stop playing this joke. I know it's you, right? <laughs> the guy finds that no, this is really the producer of Judge Judy. So what they did in those days, I don't know if they still do it, they probably do. They go down to whatever municipal it is and they look for cases that are on the books. Well, I didn't think they could do that. <laughs> yeah, they well, or some somebody does it, you know, yeah. they, they research it and then um and and they just happen to see mine. And the deal with that is that if you win, the, and, and I guess the impetus or the incentive for the, for the person who's being, um, you know, charged or taken to court is that if they lose, Judge Judy pays for it. Oh, really? Yeah. Those people are pretty I've watched that show with my parents for years, and those people look pretty convincing that they're really upset. When they lose, well, I mean, <laughs> if they if they lose because somebody, su- well, I guess, I mean, I guess they lost. Yeah, yeah, I guess I guess you're right. But yeah. she paid, she paid, she paid all my my bills. They put, oh. paid what I was what I had put the put it in for the you know restitution. I wasn't I wasn't suing in like like you know four million dollars or anything. I was just trying to get my medical bills back. And was the, uh, the on that same episode, Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols was on there. Was he? I don't yeah. know. Is that what it says on IMDb? That's what it says well, on there. <laughs> you, you sure they're not lying? <laughs> and I know they could be, but I thought they were lying when your name was on there. So I don't know. I'll have to do some more research on that. I'm looking. What, what year was that? I don't see it here. 90. Uh, it's under 90. when you go to the bottom and you go under self. Oh. So you click on that, it pops up there. Yeah. Oh, isn't that funny? Oh, I didn't see him. I don't remember that. I thought it'd be funny if I mentioned that and you're like, oh yeah, his dog is the one that bit me. (laughs) No, no. You know, they, they, they shot a lot of those things like in, in like one case after another. So you you never really saw anybody else's case, you know? So anyway, (laughs) (laughs) all right. Enough of judge Judy. My goodness. (laughs) So then you were on a lot of, you had some guest roles in a lot, in a lot of shows of uh, Roseanne, Cosby show, LA law, designing women Were those little parts that you had or. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I played, you know, I was a recurring on the Cosby. I mean, I only did two, but I played uh, Felicia's secretary. Oh, wow. Okay. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, I'm looking at this stuff. New York store. Uh, I mean, Patty, you know, Patty Hearst was a really good movie that Paul Schrader directed. And, you know, up until then, I was playing, you know, that was a nice part. 
And then um, I did Sour Sweet, which was directed by Mike Newell. And that was a really wonderful movie. And I had a big part in that. I was on that movie for about almost two months, I think. Oh, wow. So, so yeah. So those were like the two big films, you know, when you're a young actor and you're just doing like these crazy little parts on TV and then you get that and you're like, wow. Yeah. Uh, I went to um, both movies were in con that year, the next year. So, you know, I went, went to con. That was fun. We were at the, you know, Patty Hearst opened. I think we were the opening night actually of the Grand Palais. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, as an actor, you, you do what you do and you move along and get the jobs. And yeah, it was a different time with the eighties. 90s i guess and you know there wasn't a lot of diversity i mean if you look up my first my first real tv show as a series regular was cafe american yeah i have that written down yeah believe it or not and that was with Sally bertinelli we only did one season but you know we did 18 episodes and then there was a you know a terrible earthquake in la that year and so shut down because warner's their sets got hit, our set got hit. And that year, my publicist at the time, the big thing was I was the only Asian face on network television. Really? Yeah, that's how they were selling me, the publicist. And it was true. It was true. So look how far we've come. Which is yeah, that's great. But I mean, how many years later is it? It's 20, 25 years later. And now only really starting to change. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, and then the next year after that, I did All American Girl with, um, with Margaret Cho playing her mom. And we only did one year of that too, 18 episodes. But that was the first time there was an Asian family on TV in, since like the seventies, there was a show called uh, Mr. T and Tina and Pat Morita was the star of that. Oh, and, really? um, you know, and it was only on for, I think a half a season or one season too, but that was like in the seventies. So here we were almost 20 years later and the, the next Asian family. And then of course it wasn't until another 20 some odd years later that there was an Asian family in Sullivan and Son, which is what I did with Steve Byrne. And that was a mixed family. But, you know, we, what year was that that we did that? 2012. So, you know, that's seven years ago. And then there really wasn't another, I mean, right at, on our tail end uh, came uh, Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah. So, I mean, you look at that and, and it's really, um, uh, you know, it's indicative and it shows you how things have changed um, uh, uh, slowly, very slowly. I'm glad they've changed. I mean, I think the big change came with, I know, I'm sorry, I'm talking like politically stuff here, but I think it's important. Most people don't think about it, but I think about it because obviously, you know, I've seen the change. But I thought the change started to happen with Sandra O's character in Grey's Anatomy. Because she just happened to be a woman who just happened to be Asian. She was a doctor who just happened to be Asian. Like, it wasn't really that integral to the story, you know? I mean, a little bit, but sort of here and there. But 
And I thought that that was really a breakthrough, even more than something like Lost that had, you know, um, Asian characters on it, but, you know, Daniel and Day Kim and um, I've forgotten the other woman's name, but, you know, they were speaking Korean or whatever they were speaking. I think they were speaking Korean or was it Japanese? I can't remember, <laughs> but it, <laughs> I can't. Um, but it was like, I'm sorry, everybody else is speaking English. <laughs> on this on this island, why are why are they speaking English? Yeah. Right. So and that wasn't that long ago. No, and no. you think, and it was at the same time that that other that other show with Mossy was on, you know, and James Kaisen Lee, and 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 you go, and they were speaking, you know, Japanese, and and you're like, my God, what 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 planet are these writers on? But it has changed, so I'm really grateful for that. You know, I'm not. I, Anyway, I've just given you a little Asian American history on, oh, it's on television. Great. It should be that way. There's, you know, I know. I never, I don't remember All American Girl. Do you remember what network it was on? ABC. That cast is so great. Margaret Cho's hilarious. Yeah, she's still yeah. doing it. Strong. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. BD Wong was on yeah. that. He must have been really young. And wow. We all were really young. I mean, we <laughs> celebrated. We we celebrated the 25th anniversary last year. Oh, okay. You guys got together? Well, yeah, sort of. <laughs> I was I was working in New York, so I couldn't do it. But uh, um, yeah, some of the cast got together. Oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but I, I'm in touch with Margaret. You know, I love her. She's great. That's so cool. And then just before that, we'll we'll talk mm. about RoboCop. Three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you want? What do you want to say? <laughs> well, uh, I like I like those movies. Did you see the movies, like the first one or the second one, before you filmed the third one? I think I saw the first one because uh, my old friend from New York, uh, Peter Peter Weller, was RoboCop. Was the original RoboCop. You were friends with Peter Weller? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, all, all us New York actors know each other yeah, that, <laughs> from that, yeah. from a certain era, right? So, yeah, I knew Peter just from, you know, New York City, um, you know, kicking around, being an actor. Yeah. And um, so he was in that. I think, I believe I saw the first one. I don't think I saw the second one. And I thought when I got cast in it that, you know, Peter was going to be in it. But then, of course, I got there and he wasn't in it. So... That was sort of disappointing. Not that I had any scenes with his character, but yeah, I was surprised that he was the winner. I wonder what happened. Uh, who knows? Yeah, I can't tell you. I yeah. can't say. <laughs> but yeah, that so that movie it had a pretty intense opening scene. It seemed you know, it was you, your husband, Nico. It was really yeah, everything seemed normal, and then like all Boom. hell was all hell was oh yeah, breaking loose oh, in yeah. Detroit. I remember I, I dropped the dishes, right? Don't I drop the dishes in there? Yeah. Like it, it, it blows up and I drop the dishes. And yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. I don't even know what, I haven't seen that movie in a while. I, I rewatched to watch your scenes. I didn't have time to watch the whole thing. But uh, so with that movie, I don't know if that's far into the future, but that's how they were like evicting people. Cause after the scene, yeah. it's like, you're, yeah. You guys are running outside. They're bulldozing it, and they fall in from the ceiling. It's like a little eviction notice, right? <laughs> and that movie, I, I don't, I, I can't give an honest opinion yet. But uh, that they had so many people in that movie. 
ripped her. That, you know, it's so funny you say that because I thought I better go on and see what the heck. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie since it came out and that yeah. was a long time ago. <laughs> so I went on the IMDb page <laughs> like you did. Yeah. Now, where is it? I'm, I'm looking for it now. Where the heck is it? What year was that? 93. 93. Oh, here it is. So um, I went on there and I couldn't believe because I watched the trailer. I was like, I better refresh my memory here. <laughs> and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, oh my God, that's Rip Torn. Oh my God. that that That's Bradley Whitford. You see Bradley Whitford in there? I know. And he, it's like a really, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bradley Whitford and, and well, there was um, that other that gal. What's her, uh, well, Mako was in it because I remember him on, on set with me. And <laughs> and then there was, oh, CCH Pounder was in it. I remember her being there. Stanley Anderson, who you probably don't know, but he was like a really, really famous actor that worked down at the arena stage in Washington, D.C. So I was like, oh, my God, Stanley Anderson is in this. Oh, wow. And I worked with Dan Daniel Van Bargen. I mean, I knew like Jack Garland is in it. You know, I know. Curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, he's like a really small role. I think he's like donut I, jerk or something. Yeah, yeah, you know. And I just, I just did a curb, and so you know, it's just so funny. And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, oh my god, I worked with John Neshi and Nancy Allen's in it. I, it's like, it's like they had a really great cast, but I think it was a really bad movie. Wasn't yeah. It? yeah. <laughs> Why are you even doing this movie? Oh my god! It just seemed like all those people were like, "Well, Rip Torn was a he. He was acting a lot, of, you know, way before that." But it's <laughs> like a lot of the other people are like pretty young. Jeff Garland must have been. Yeah, we were all young. I have a Paul McCrane's in it. I mean, like all these people. I'm like looking at this list, and I'm like, I know all these people. <laughs> well, you know, it was a job, and yeah. I remember we shot it in Atlanta. I guess it rained a lot and we were down there forever. That's what I remember. I was like, I probably was supposed to go down for three days or five days or something. And, and I think I stayed there for almost two weeks because that scene where we're all going on the buses at the end, I mean, this is before CGI. Yeah. Like if it was now, they would have just CGI the whole thing. Oh, right? sure. But we're on the buses and they're taking us away. And that's the last time I see my daughter and, and yeah, oh, we can't shoot today because the helicopters, they can't go up, blah, 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 blah. So I, I had a good time in, uh, in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> and how does that work? If you're, if, like when you, for a movie like that, if they say, hey, Jody, it's going to take two days and then it gets extended to seven, eight, you get paid for the time you're there or is it just? Oh, yeah. That work? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, good. yeah. And especially, you know, as a young actor, you know, you probably don't have another job somewhere and you're just like, great, I get more per diem, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and then right around then, I don't know if it was before or after you filmed that, you were in with Bruce Willis, Striking Distance. Uh, yeah, that was that was pretty soon after, wasn't it? I don't know. Um, yeah, that, well, that was in Pittsburgh. Yeah, we shot that in Pittsburgh. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that was like, the same year. Uh-huh. Did you have any scenes with Bruce? Yeah, I was. Most of my scenes were with Bruce because I played like his, I wouldn't say his best friend, but I played his colleague at the thing. We had to reshoot that. Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, really? Out Afterwards, you had to re- reshoot? Yeah, they decided, they decided that they were going to kill me. I, it wasn't originally in the script. And then they decided that 
they were going to kill me and we had to reshoot that. But we had to shoot it. We had to shoot it. That he finds me dead in the river, Three uh. Rivers. Yeah. Because originally it was called Three Rivers. Is where oh, all man. the rivers converge in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So how does that, how does that phone call go? They say, "Hey Jody, we got to reshoot. You know, we got to we got to kill you." Uh, <laughs> well, let's see. You know, I was actually, I well, they didn't tell me that actually. They, I was doing. If you look down the IMDb, I was doing Firestorm, that TV movie in Oakland. Oh. Okay. And so I was I was working up in Oakland. Uh, for, I don't know, two or three weeks. And <laughs> I get a call from my agent. So they're like, Jody, they they want to do a reshoot with you. And it's going to be in a tank on the Sony lot. I was like, in a tank? What do you mean? They were like, I don't know. You know, you're going to be in like the Esther Williams tank. And I'm like, really? And they were like, yeah, I, I guess, I don't know. I guess you're going to be swimming or something. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to be swimming? So I was like, oh my God. And they were like, yeah, they want to like, they want to point out this thing that you and Bruce are really friends and da da da. So I was like, oh my God. So now I'm in the gym every day because I think I'm going to have to be in a bathing suit, right? To go into the tank at Sony studio. Yeah. I mean, this is how crazy it is as an actor. You just say, oh my God, I'm going to be in a bathing suit. And I'm, oh my God, I'm be in a tank. Well, of course I get there. And I write like the day before, because I'm shooting up there. They have to fly me in, blah, blah, blah. And I I get there and I go, well, don't I have to do a costume fitting? And they were like, no, 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 no. You're going to be in, in the same clothes that you wore in the movie. I said, you mean my uniform? And they were like, yeah, yeah, your uniform. I said, but I thought I was going to be like swimming in a tank. Oh, no, 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 don't worry about it. We got, we got the costume. I was like, Okay. So then I get into makeup and they go, so you know what's happening, right? I said, no, I don't know what's happening. What's happening? And they go, oh, well, I said, is there a script? And they were like, no, no, no. You're going to be dead. <laughs> You're going to be dead. <laughs> we're going we're gonna, to uh, gonna do dead makeup on you. And what happens is Bruce is going to find you in the river. But, you know, we're shooting it in the tank. And you're going to be dead. And then when you come up, you're going to look dead. And uh, that's what we did. I was so disappointed. Yeah, they, yeah. But that's such an underrated movie. That's a really good movie. Yeah, that was a good movie. That was a good movie. But, you know, I was so disappointed because I thought I was going to have to look really great in a bathing suit. <laughs> and I was dead. You're like, oh, I work it out. <laughs> Oh my God. And and they kept trying to turn me over, right? And and because my hair was really long then and it kinda of still is, but they they would turn me over so and they have somebody underneath me, like they have a like stunt person underneath me that is actually turning me as like Bruce's hand comes in and turns me over. And so <laughs> my hair kept getting in my face. Like they turn me over and my all my hair is like over my <laughs> Oh Lord. Anyway, this is see all your, your listeners are now hearing what really happens in making movies. That's a real yeah, that's that's a behind the scenes stories that mm. they like. <laughs> exactly. And then the next thing that I personally remember you from, and I, I wrote in the email, I don't know if she sent it over to you, but me and my buddy would always quote from the hot chick 
Oh yeah. <laughs> what? I bling bling. You forgot your bling bling. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I can't believe it has your, your character's Korean mother. Why wouldn't it well, bling bling's mom? Ah, good question. Well, <laughs> you know, it's funny because, um, they wrote it as Korean mother. And so uh, I was so crazy. I mean, it was such a really fun part, right? Oh, yeah. So they, Rob, Rob Schneider, you know, he's great. And <laughs> so he wanted to, I was on the movie for a while. I don't know, three or four weeks. I can't remember. And so the producer's assistant, or his, his assistant came up to me and they said, Rob's making everybody, you know, a crew jacket. And we want to know, like, what do you want to put under your, you know, on your, the name on your jacket? I said, please don't put Korean mother there. <laughs> <laughs> I said, could you, re- could you please refrain from putting that there? So they just put Jody. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that would have been be- better than Ling Ling's mother. But I have to tell you, my friends, you know, all their kids at that time, they were all like, you know, 13 and 14. And I was, I was really the bomb for 13, 14 year old boys. <laughs> I would end up at dinner parties or whatever at my friends and all these young boys would come up to me and they go, oh, you're Ling Ling's mom. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty funny. No, those scenes are great. Were those the lines that they already had written or was there any like improvising with some of that? No, they wrote it. Actually, they wrote it and they, uh, they actually wrote me a new scene was after I was on set for maybe a day and they loved the character that I had come up with. So they wrote the scene for me in the low rider when I'm in the car. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was all written after I had gotten on set, you know, they were like, we're going to write you another scene. I was like, okay, whatever. And, and it was funny because I, the scene was, I'm talking to one of the kids and, and, Oh, my daughter and I say, uh, and tell Lulu, I think it was her name or her girlfriend's name, lay off the chronic. That's what I say to her. And I didn't know what chronic was. I was like, I, well, first of all, I didn't know what, <laughs> I didn't know what a low rider was. So I was like, I understand. I'm going to be in a what? And they were like, you're going to be in a low rider car. And I'm like, what's that? And so, you know, they had to, whatever, explain that to me. And then, you know, they give me this. And I'm like, I don't understand what chronic means. What does that mean? And they're all, everybody's laughing at me. You know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't smoke pot. Well, in those days when I did smoke pot, it was called pot, you know, or grass. But I was like, what's chronic? And they were like, Jody. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's marijuana. I'm like, oh, really? Why do they call it chronic? That's <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> and I think the best thing about your, the character was how animated you made it like the body, the mannerisms, like why you were delivering lines just was so funny. (laughs) Well, thanks. (laughs) Oh, well, what are you going to do? So then you were in a lot of, you had a lot of judge gigs over the years, but I know we touched on it before, but so Sullivan and son, that was a really, that was a really funny show. Steve Burns, really funny. And the cast was so great. Great show. Great show. It was a great show, you know, it was really too bad. Um, we, you know, they had changed our time frame and whatever the third season. And, you know, we went from a 10 o'clock show to, I don't remember what time. And it was, 
it, we lost some viewership, but we had such a uh, devoted following. You know, we tweeted out after every show, during every show. And I mean, people still write me and say, I, we, we miss all of it in time on my Twitter feed. And, and it's really true. And we had such a great cast. I mean, besides Steve, gosh, you know, Brian Doyle Murray, Dan Loria, Christine Eversall, myself, we were the old people. And then, you know, Roy Wood Jr., you know, who's now on the Trevor Noah show. And I, I mean, what a cast. And diverse, it was very diverse. And funny, great writing, great cast. But that's what happens, you know, it's, uh, it's television and it was too bad. But we had three great seasons out of that. I'm, I'm waiting for the DVD, whatever they call it, come out because I want, I want to see some of those shows again, you know, because they were really, really funny. And they really, that show, they really wrote for me. Uh, the, the writer, producers, they, every year they'd say, Jody, what do you want to do? Oh, that's and I great. go, well... I want to do some physical comedy. So they let me do it. And it was fun. It was really fun. That's awesome. It seemed like at that time, TBS had like a lot of, a lot of comedy shows. And then it seemed like it dwindled down. I don't even know how many comedy shows they have now, or if they have any. Well, I don't know. You know, I haven't been following them, but you know, I know that um, one of the, well, I can't get into this so much, but uh, the guy who was heading up, um, TBS when we were there, he left. He went on to another company and he was replaced. And I think, you know, one of the things they had said to us was they were going to skew younger, whatever that means. Oh, okay. And and whatever their change up was going to be. But then I don't think they ever really came back to, you know, they just relied on reruns of um, Big Bang, you know? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that because that's a very funny show. But at some point, I think people want to see new, new content, right? So much no, new content all over the place. So, I mean, but that's it's not up to me, you know, the TV gods. <laughs> yeah. No, but no, it's, it's great that you mentioned that because I've talked to 15, 16 people now. And I talked to a, a gentleman, his name's Kevin Kilner. And he I was, I know Kevin. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. So he had a similar story. He was on a CBS show in the early nineties. Uh, it was called almost perfect on CBS. He was opposite Nancy Travis. Everything went great the first year. And then he goes, we go in for like the second season. We find out that they, that they changed. So yeah. he told me it was like, they just have to put their hands in it. So he said the first meeting, he sits down with a guy and he's like, you know what? We want to see Nancy start dating other people. And he's like, well, the, the whole first season's not that. So why would you want to do that? So in the no time he was off the show and then it was, I think it was gone. And then maybe like halfway through the second season, but like, it's really disappointing, but you have all those partnerships and the people that you meet filming it and it's always there, which is great. Yeah. That's the way it goes. It's a crap shoot. Always a yeah. crap shoot. That's your business. Sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't. Well, Jody, well, thanks so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. And uh, I'm glad you didn't ask me any questions that I couldn't answer regarding Robocop 3. (laughs) (laughs) Man, Jody was great. I think she was the first person that really thought I was going to, you know, grill them on the sequel of choice. She was like, oh, 
I went back and I looked up the IMDb for RoboCop 3. And heck, I even thought you were going to ask me a lot more questions. But that's not how we work here. We talk more about everything else because I love hearing the origin story and that her family is entertainers. So her growing up was so unique that she learned all of, you know, the comedic timing from her dad. And also Kevin Klein. She has to split it between both because she, she didn't want to upset her dad. But uh, yeah, that was a great chat. So your homework, RoboCop 3. Right now, as I'm recording this, it is free on YouTube. Just watch a few ads. Who cares about ads? Go get something to drink. You know, just like the good old days with commercials on TV. <laughs> so don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast. Follow us on all social media at Sequels Only. And don't forget to check out our website, sequelsonly.com. Good night.